summer place Where it may rain or storm Yet I'm safe and warm For within that summer place Your arms reach out to me And my heart is free from all care For it knows there are no gloomy skies Sunday, 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 June 23rd We're turning the Richfield Historical Society into a giant monster 2 p.m. Your Matt and Scott from the South Ridgefield Podcast speak about tragedy in Ridgefield. Be there! Be there. Hello, this is Bernie Sanders, and I'm here to tell you that I will be running for the next Democratic nomination for this upcoming presidential election. Now, I'm, I'm here to tell you what my platform consists of. Number one, I will make sure that there will be free pizza Fridays as soon as I become president. And we'll be asking Pizza Hut and Domino's to fulfill these orders. Number two, I will make sure that every Marvel movie in the future will be hacked and available online so that people can watch them for free. So that they can determine if they want to go and watch it in the movie when it comes out. Number three. I will make sure that Scott and Matt Koma are sent to Guantanamo Pay effective immediately. You're listening to the SRP Podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey everybody out there in South Richfield, it is time once again for the South Richfield Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Luther, and up in Toledo we've got Matthew Coma. Hey Matt, what's going on? Hey Scott, just hanging out in the middle of the night, <laughs> waiting to make some podcast magic with you. <laughs> it is 3.30 in the morning here. Eastern? No. We... <laughs> We're not that crazy, people. We do like to stay up late. Not as late as we did in college, though. Well, anymore, this time of night, which is uh, oh, about 10 o'clock, that's getting to be late for me in my advancing years. Yeah, me too. I'm just... As you mentioned, like in college, we would be up till 2, 3, 4, sometimes over all night. Playing but, Madden. Uh, but that was because we were playing, yeah. Playing Madden or Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> having some crazy tournament that really, if you look back, none of it none of it matters. Just having fun. It was a colossal waste of time. <laughs> just but like the this best podcast. six and a half years of my life. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just like a podcast. Well, everybody's, you know, you see that Ron Burgundy has a podcast now? He copied off of us. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a little bit of it this morning. It's pretty good. So, anyway. So, Matt, it's uh, it's spring. Finally, it's warming up here. Flowers are budding. Birds are chirping. People are starting to put shorts on again. Shorts, you say? Shorts. Shorts and squirts. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any rompers yet. Oh. But I'm sure some someone's going to bust some out pretty soon. I, I heard that Jay Bendis down in uh, North Carolina was uh, thinking of wearing the romp him. Yeah. I, I think he could pull it off. That's right. <laughs> well, I think anyone that puts that on should pull it off immediately. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I was in, uh, where was I? I was in Florida last year, and I did see some, I you see, like, girls wearing rompers. Like teen girls or, or college age girls wearing some rompers. 
but I still haven't yet to see a guy wearing a romper or romp him uh-huh. out in my out in my travels. I go to Arizona well, quite a bit, and I haven't seen any out there either. I th- really think the only place you'll see them is maybe in a Wham video. <laughs> Wham. Other than that, I'm not so sure. But like you said, spring is here. We just came through uh, a nice soaking rain that lasted for about two and a half weeks. <laughs> the river is high over here. This time of year, up up our way, in the mighty Maumee, it's the walleye run is going on right now. But because the river is so high due to all this rain, all the fishermen are out of luck. Can they, can they and, even wade out there? Because is it above their waders? It would be uh, normally it's about waist high, but the way it's rolling right now, it's yeah, it's way too high, and it's just rolling so fast. But I, you know, I see these guys out there, and they are standing shoulder to shoulder, hundreds of them, and I just I've never fished like that, but I just don't see how that is fun at all. <laughs> you, you know, let's say you go out there and you catch a fish, well, immediately that fish, as soon as you hook it, you've clogged up five lines <laughs> trying to reel that thing in because it's going back and forth and probably just right and all the other lines and i'm sure there's lots of etiquette about what to do and no that and where to go that's just not for me yeah you don't <laughs> you don't owe nobody nothing that's when you're right out there fishing right hey i'm digging a trench in my yard and uh <laughs> with the amount of rain we got we could probably have a walleye run there no. He's standing water is what you're saying? Yeah, standing water in the driveway. So Maybe um, it'd be better for like bluegill. <laughs> or sunfish. Yeah, some kind of sunfish. <laughs> no, but I'm trying to uh, put in a French drain, which is, uh, you know, it's oh, just wee wee. Gra- gravel with a, you know, a pipe running through it. So the water will go to a lower part of the yard. So mm-hmm. right now... I started digging it a month ago. Actually, probably almost exactly a month ago. <laughs> oh, my God. How, how big is this thing? Is this, your entire yard a French drain now? <laughs> <laughs> my problem is procrastination, Matt. Oh. So I dug I dug a lot of it in two days. But since then, and like I said, that was probably a month ago, three weeks now, uh, since, I, since I got the good portion of it done, I've only touched it here and there and my brother came over and said you need to hook that up to your uh to your downspout on the corner of your house and i'm like that's a good idea so now i'm thinking about digging it more towards the house which uh and then tying it right into the downspout but i don't know i don't know anything about this stuff well i think based on what you just described you should have that done about 2021 maybe 2022 (laughs) Based on the progress you've made I'm, so far. I'm just hoping someone will listen to this and send their, their kids over or volunteer, bring a shovel. And, hey, uh, well, well, doesn't one of your brothers maybe uh, have a backhoe or the ability to get a backhoe for you? Yeah, I don't I don't need the, a trench that wide. Uh, Unless you get like a really skinny, really narrow, uh, what is bucket. it, bucket. Yeah, bucket. Yeah. I, I could get a small excavator or some sort of trencher, but... You know, Mike Alexander dug a trench. I remember on Facebook, he dug this trench a few years back. I think kind of for the same thing. And it was a nice looking trench. It was like really square. You know, you looked at this thing. And I'm like, did you rent something for that? He's like, no, he did it all by hand. I should call Mike Alexander and get him up here. That's We should have a, a reunion. Call oh. him up and, and I'll come in. And I'll watch you guys dig. <laughs> and then we can play Tech Mobile afterwards. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Relive the great, the glory, dears. You know, sometimes I just say maybe I should get the whole yard regraded and, you know, solve solve the problem in one shot. But Well, if you need grass seed uh, planted, I know the person uh, for you. Oh, who's that? Uh, that? That's my lovely wife, Penny. She... Uh, used to work. You remember Frank's Nursery up in Toledo? Yeah, yeah. She worked full time while going to school at Frank's Nursery, and she knows everything about plants. 
including just yard grass? Oh, everything. No matter what. In fact, no matter what I'm doing, she knows everything about what I should be doing. But in our yard here, I've tried, there, we had an area that it was sort of a dog patch area. It, it never had any gr- grass growing. And I, for years, was trying to grow grass there. I'd plant the seed. I'd, I, well, I'd rake the, the area clear of mm-hmm. debris. I'd, I'd dig it down to a certain level. I'd plant the seed. I'd lay um, a mulch on top of it. I'd put compost on top of it. I'd water it. And I'd get the grass to grow. But... After a season, it would it would die off, and did this for three three years. And Penny would always say, "You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right." And I said, "Ah, what do you know?" Well, she knew. <laughs> so one year, I said, "Why don't you, uh, Miss Veg- Vegetable PhD?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with my insults, but <laughs> especially of your wife. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you get? Why don't you take the lead on this grass growing project? So she did, and and you know, telling tell me to do this and do that. And I don't know what we did differently, but our grass has never looked better. (laughs) And I'm so pissed. (laughs) But, you know, in in my defense, if if there is any way to defend me in in any way, we did have a bunch of our trees trimmed up so that we now have a lot of sunlight coming in. So I say that's what's different. Oh, well, that could be. And... Yeah, that makes a big difference. Or she could have been going out in the middle of the night and killing the grass you planted on purpose just to say, I told you so. Some people would rather be right than to get along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you plant a, a vegetable garden or anything? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have raised beds in, in our front yard uh, <laughs> right over top of our septic system. So. <laughs> One side of it grows great, the other side, eh. But yeah, every year, well, we, you know, no matter what we plant, we always have these volunteer tomatoes grow, and they just go nuts because we have this uh, a compost pile that we we make our own soil, and probably in that we've th- thrown away a lot of tomatoes that you know become part of the compost uh, right. itself, and then we lay that out on top of things, and boy, do we get the do we get the tomatoes. But we'll do peppers, beans, corn, and somehow there's always a pumpkin or or a honeydew. It just po- pops up somewhere, right? We we have that Some, too. So did you guys you guys have a garden, don't you? Yeah, last year we didn't we didn't do one last year, but we did we did have two pumpkins grow from our compost pile, and they they look pretty good actually. I think we we did carve those two pumpkins that came up. <laughs> just randomly but this year uh rachel said we're gonna do a, a good garden oh all right so we'll, we'll see as I, soon as you get your french drain dug you'll you'll <laughs> take out your garden i i'm i'm always a little overzealous and i mean one year i had a 40 by 80 foot garden so oh that's goodness. what 3200 square feet i think that's like five acres isn't it <laughs> I'm, I'm no hey, you should, you should, you know what you should grow, Scott? What? You know, I'm telling you, man, the thing, it's the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> now, now listen, I don't use it, but I think there's a lot of people out there that do. <laughs> I don't know if they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, maybe some people, maybe someone in the audience has some glaucoma issue. <laughs> Well, I know that's true. <laughs> well, then it's supposed to alleviate some of the problems. Well, you know, and I... and beyond that, this could really be a way to help you uh, start saving up for the boys' college fund. <laughs> I'm more of a beat man. Oh, all Detroit right. Reds. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good beat? You know, I went to. <laughs> this is terrible. So yes. Yesterday or the day before, I went to lunch with a, a guy at work who we, we go to lunch quite a bit, and we drove by the Pizza Hut in Solon, and it's been at least 10, 12 years since I've been there, and we used to go there quite a bit for the buffet, but I literally have not been there in over 10 years. Well, today, <laughs> someone messages me at work and says, hey, 
You got lunch plans? I'm like, no, I'm free. I'm in the mood for the hut. And I'm like, really? We haven't been there in, it's been a decade. So we, we decide we'll go, chance it. And it was horrible, Matt. <laughs> the salad bar did not have very many beets. <laughs> the salad bar was very sad. Um, I took almost all the beets, but it was not very many. <laughs> and then they, uh, you know, we were there about 40 minutes and they did not bring out a single new pan of pizza for the pizza buffet the entire time we were there. You know why? Why? Because they were in the back smoking the marijuana. <laughs> we we kind of stuck around longer than we should have to see if they would bring out more pizza because they had quite a, they had a few people in there. There was probably about 12 to 15 people in there. And there was one piece of pizza left on the buffet, and nobody would take it. In this late, we're, we're we're like we're gonna leave, so we're paying. And this lady comes up holding her her uh, plate of salad with no beets, since I took them all. Um, and she yelled at the workers. There was only two workers. I did not pay seven ninety nine for this. And I should have said, "Yeah, and you're out of beets." <laughs> it was pretty sad. <laughs> Those poor people making minimum wage having to put up with that. This manager did not care. She said she did not apologize to the woman. She she just said we had a lot of orders today. So they're making pizzas for people who called in, but not making pizzas for the people who were actually there at the restaurant. And there was only oh. two people working. It was it was it was unreal. Well, really, who goes to Pizza Hut and, nobody, you know, anymore? Nobody. Yeah. I just said that to someone the other day. And then we end up going. <laughs> <laughs> well, show that Scott. Hey, Scott, you want to go to Pizza Hut? I just, I had to see how it was. And that's probably, I did say we should go back next week and see if it's gotten any better. But, <laughs> but well, after this too. scathing review in the South Richfield <laughs> podcast. I'm sure some heads are going to roll over at Pizza Hut Solon. (laughs) My friend's like, maybe we should call up the owner and let him know. Not not that he wants to rip on. He's more worried about the, I think, about the vitality and the prosperity of the Pizza Hut than than being mad that there was no pizza. I I think that anybody that's going to go for dine-in for a pizza place you're you're living in the past man <laughs> it's just not just not there's so many other options now yeah. especially in solon yeah well there are a lot of options in solon but the fast pizza have you do you have anything like pizza fire or blaze up there in toledo uh we have a place called zaza's pizza do you have that no but is it like a three minute pizza Oh, uh, I don't. I, I don't know if we have anything like that. Obviously, we have the uh, the hot and ready's by uh, Little Caesars. Pizza, but, pizza. Right. Well, but those, no, we don't have these magical three minute pizzas that you're talking about. Yeah, there's a place called Pizza Fire here that I enjoy, and the kids really like it. And it's 180 seconds in this wood wood fired oven or whatever, and it's quite good. LeBron has his pizza place called Blaze, and there's a few locations. I know there's one in Mentor. I'm not. Sh- I'm sure there's other one around here, but I've been to the one in Cincinnati, and it was good. And then in, I know when I go to Arizona, there's there's some places there that do the same thing. So Toledo must just be behind, in the unless Little Caesars just has kind of cornered the market. <laughs> Yes, they cornered the market on the five minute, the five minute pizzas. That's the whole thing. Five minute pizzas. That's too long. <laughs> Three minute pizzas is where it's at. That's where it's at. I wish they had beets at Little Caesars. You know, when it comes to beets, I've never had, I've never had beets from a restaurant or a salad bar that are as good as the beets that you make at home. 
if right. you're going to roast your own beets that are nearly as good. I've never had good spaghetti at a restaurant either. Really? No, no, never had. Where are you going? Like Bob Evans? <laughs> Isn't that where everyone gets their spaghetti? Uh, Scott, I, I've been all over the world when it comes to spaghetti. Well, all over Northwest Ohio. Uh, you know, from everywhere from the the Olive Gardens to the non-franchise single-owner restaurants uh, of an Italian nature. Uh-huh. I've never had I've never had good spaghetti. All right. Well, when you and Penny come to town, Rachel and I will we'll, let's go out to dinner one night. Mm-hmm. There's a few few uh, you know independent places around here that. Uh, I, I even went to uh, a spaghetti warehouse, and you think if there's a place to have good spaghetti, <laughs> it'd be a spaghetti warehouse. Well, it's a warehouse <laughs> full of spaghetti. You're bound to get some good spaghetti there. Nope, the boys never love happened. spaghetti warehouse. The Say what? The, the bo- our boys love spaghetti warehouse. Oh, they like the one in Columbus by Kosai. You know where right. that one is? No. Oh. I know where Kosai is, of course, but just around the corner, there's a spaghetti warehouse, and uh, we have to go there, or Nolan pitches a fit. When he was little, though. <laughs> We had to sit in the in the uh, caboose that was parked in the middle of the spaghetti warehouse. Now, now he doesn't care about that so much. <laughs> you know, to, to show you kind of how naive I am to such things, I did not know that that was a franchise. The first time I ever saw one was it was here in Toledo, and I thought, "Oh, that's what, what a clever idea." <laughs> <laughs> there's one in Akron. Uh huh. There's one in Columbus. I'm sure there's more somewhere else. Are they in the warehouse district of those cities, though? Um, possibly. Probably, yeah. Here, they it's the same thing. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. I think, I, right. I'm sure I've been to that Toledo Spaghetti Warehouse. In fact, I, I'm i sure I have. <laughs> in fact, I know I have, but I don't know. Well, it's, let me tell you, the spaghetti, it's nothing special. No. But I, I like some of the smaller places. That, that have the spaghetti. But if I'm going to go to a, a restaurant, an Italian restaurant that's, you know, an independent, I'm not going to go there to get the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say, you know what? Outside of all these chef entrees that are that are uh, special and wonderful, let me let me get the one that I can make at home. Yeah, but what have you ever made your own noodles and then made your own sauce to go with it out of your tomatoes? I've, I, I just did that actually last year. You know, we were talking about making gardens. We I grew these San Marzano uh, ah, tomatoes yeah. that are specifically, I guess, genetically designed to be a sauce tomato. And uh, I followed this recipe that said this will be the best sauce you've ever had. And I, it took hours just to prepare the tomatoes yes. for cooking. And it didn't taste as good as Paul Newman's <laughs> when I was done. <laughs> So I thought that was a colossal waste of time. Oh. Rachel, but, uh, yeah, I've made my own. Yeah, Rachel makes a great sauce. Uh, she uses Roma tomatoes from our garden. And she adds bacon to it. Ah. Gives it a little salt. It is delicious. And uh, when she makes it, she makes a big batch, so we'll throw some in the freezer. Mm. That's a great idea. Now, my daughter is a vegetarian, which means that Two days out of the week, I, at least, I have to be a vegetarian, too, uh, when it comes to a meal. But maybe I'll sneak in some bacon fat just to <laughs> spice up some sauce like that. Oh, it's fine, honey. Go ahead. Just, no, no, honey. It's just salt. That's all it is. <laughs> that smoky flavor, I added that. And then you can make your own pasta. Now, have you guys done that? Yes. When... uh. Rachel and I got married. At some point, I I know I bought her a pasta maker. You know, the the hand crank one that your grandma would use. And then, you know, you take the noodles, you drape them all over the place to let them dry or whatever. They're hanging Mm -hmm. on the backs of chairs all over tables on your grandmother's (laughs) Davenport. (laughs) Their Davenport, you say. Yeah, on her Davenport. Come sit on the... come, Come hang your noodles... On the Davenport. Let them dry. <laughs> Whose grandmother hasn't said that? <laughs> but uh, Rachel 
would make uh, her own pasta, and she's made uh, various types because you know there's different um, like rollers or whatever you can put it that cuts it into different shapes like ribbons and so. But now uh, I don't know. We got a dog, and I'm afraid the dog would probably just eat all the pasta. <laughs> Wait a minute now. You can't just drop a bombshell on on me and all the other four. South Richfield podcast listeners like that. You guys got a new dog? We, we did get a new dog. Her oh, name, the, what's her name? Her name is uh, Sadie. She is a Treen Walker Coonhound. And she is a little rambunctious. She likes to chew everything. And she, like every dog, I think, is very food-oriented. So she would just gobble up any noodles that Rachel made at this point. Unless we just kept her outside. A noodle making day. <laughs> well, she chew up the legs on the Davenport. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get that pasta. No, but she's she's uh she's a good girl. She's eighteen months and likes to dig, likes to play, likes to. She's a good runner, which Rachel loves because Rachel's a runner. Um, right. Today was probably one of her worst running days. Rachel said that. Three times she wasn't looking where she was going. The dog wasn't looking. Yeah. And ran into the back of Rachel's legs as they were running <laughs> and gave her some bruises. But uh, So in the past, Rachel has had you on the leash and running you. Yes, yes. And, and you I, just haven't been able to keep she's up. She's dragging me. She's oh. doing that CrossFit now so, just so she can drag me along on the leash. It's just like dragging a medicine ball. <laughs> behind you. I'm about the same shape. <laughs> well so sadie now keeps up with rachel and keeps her sadie is an excellent uh runner she's all you know muscle and everything so yeah we had we had um coonhounds growing up and you know my dad would take them out hunting and i think this dog she's 18 months and we got her from coshockton county and, well, it, she was brought up here from Coshocton. Uh, we got her from the Cuyahoga County Animal Shelter. But she was from Coshocton. <laughs> she got kicked out of Coshocton. She, you know, it's probably one of those situations where this guy had dozens of dogs. This dog is too stupid. <laughs> this, this dog don't know how to hunt. I might send it up to Cleveland. <laughs> Let some idiot up there try to take hold of her. This, this is a city dog. <laughs> so... This dog's sniffing out everything. Oh, and she is. Rachel just walked in. She, she's klutzy. Yeah, so she probably they probably figured they, she could. <laughs> she probably and she's probably she probably ran into a tree instead of chasing <laughs> she, the coon. She ran into something she, tonight. She's, <laughs> and she falls off the back seat of the car when oh, the she car does, isn't moving. She tends to fall <laughs> off of things. She's fall. I, she's fallen off the couch a few times. She's no. just all legs. Has the couch been moving? Oh, she's she's in her awkward years. She's in her awkward teenage years. Yeah, yep. And, and she's, she's a probably girl. very sensitive too. If she heard you talking about her like this, she she, she'd probably Wonder feel Woman. very upset. She likes to show up what Rachel? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. The movie. She oh yeah, she she, she keeps getting Wonder hold of our one <laughs> copy of Wonder Woman, the Blu-ray, and she keeps chewing <laughs> chewing it up. I finally it's stuck it in a drawer so she can't get thing. it. But she loves DVDs and cases. She likes plastic. Well, if nothing else, it'll, she'll help you guys keep a clean house. You're you're right about that. We have picked up everything in this house. Anything that that uh, that's made out of plastic is up high. Any shoes are up high. Nobody leaves their shoes out anymore, or else they're in the yard somewhere. Because she will just grab them and run. So, in fact, I was walking outside tonight, and I saw. Two boots underneath a tree. <laughs> Them's mine. <laughs> well, you know, if if I had to come back as a dog, I can't really think of a finer place to come back uh, to be reincarnated as a dog other than the Luther Homestead. Oh gosh. You guys, you guys have acres and acres to roam. That's uh, that's true. That's true. But yeah, we're trying to get her trained up and everything. You have a you have a coonhound, don't you? One of our dogs is a coonhound. She's a red tick uh, coonhound, English red tick coonhound. So she's fancy. Oh, 
She's not well, like little little Ann and old Dan from where the red fern grows. <laughs> no, not that type. <laughs> she's uh she's a beautiful dog. She's uh mostly white with these uh little red flecks um on her. Um but she's uh unbeknownst to us, she was a pit bull mix. Oh. And when we got her, it was roughly in her awkward teenage years too. But as she's grown uh, and filled out, there's no doubt about it that she, you could see the pit bull in her. Okay. But she she's an absolute sweetheart. Um, and you just don't look at her cross-eyed because she'll put your head in her, her whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and shake you, shake you, shake her. you all about. <laughs> oh, man. It's all about dominance. Either that or she'll try to woo your leg. Well, we're not going to have many critters living around this this area anymore. She's going after moles and and everything. There's holes all over the place. Our our septic mound has a huge hole in it now from where she dug. I'm gonna have to go out there and fill it up, or else when I drive, I'll I'll miss it when I'm mowing the lawn, and I'll either I'll probably tip over because it's on a on a slope. I'll probably drive into it and disappear. Hey Matt, you know what happened? Speaking of uh, no, <laughs> speaking of animals, I was uh, I was driving home from Medina, and I said I'm going to take the the back way instead of the freeway. So I went down, you know, Medina Line Road and get into Richfield there, and I'm like, ah, I'm by the old Garget place. So I said I'm going to I'm going to turn on the Hawkins. And drive by and see see what's going on there. Because you can actually see the house because there's no leaves on the trees yet at this point. And uh, I'm like, okay, I saw the house. And I turned down Southern. And I'm talking to Wade. He's in the back. And I'm not really paying attention to where I'm driving. But I see um, two dead possum on the road. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, you know, I'm talking. I'm driving. And I just kind of run them over instead of going oh, around God. them, which because I wasn't really focused. And was it one right after the next? Like yeah, they're like, out, like they're right like next speed bumps. Yeah, exactly. So I hit I hit these spots, <laughs> and I look in my rearview mirror, and I see something huge go flying off of my car. Oh no! This possum went up in my wheel well. And knocked the quarter panel trim off of my car. Wow. These little sons of bitches. These possum are mean <laughs> even after they're dead. So you know, I, the sad thing was probably just playing dead out there. <laughs> so so I turned. Something's coming. Everybody hold still. I'm like, wait, I think that was, I think I just lost part of my car. So I stop. I look at, I get out, look at the car. I'm missing a whole panel. Oh my gosh. I and so I turn around, I go back. It's laying there among possum guts. Oh. There there's dead possum on part of it. All the little like uh brackets have come off. I'm like, son of a gun. So I throw it in the back of the car and drive home and like, do I replace the, the whole thing? <laughs> the car stinking of possum guts. <laughs> it was. Oh, but sorry. you guys ate well that night. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wade tells the story. Yeah, dad, dad hit the possum. And, you know, this or he 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 pretended that I killed it, but I, it was already dead. But he was telling Nolan. Yeah, the possum was just walking around, making my way downtown. And then he's like, hey. Where's my head? And I looked, and his head was over there, th like three yards from his body. <laughs> I don't know where he's making this stuff up. But... Hey, uh, one other thing. I read some story, Matt. Speaking of things being separated from your body. You hear about this? Uh -oh. Listen to this. A skydiver reunited with prosthetic leg lost in midair. An unlucky skydiver was reunited with an important possession after the prosthetic leg he lost in midair turned up at a California lumber yard. 
God. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that workers at a lumber yard in Cloverdale were baffled when they discovered the intact prosthetic leg Monday and deputies contacted a nearby airport to help with the investigation. Would you call the airport if you found a leg like <laughs> in a lumber yard? Well, it wouldn't be my first call. <laughs> Maybe Smokey the Bear. But... The investigators found a man named Dion had gone skydiving Sunday and lost his prosthetic leg in midair. The sheriff's office reunited him with the artificial limb. Great guy, full of humor, who said he lost his first leg in a freak skydiving accident two years ago, but that hasn't held him back, the Facebook post said. He jokingly quipped that this was his second leg lost while skydiving. He promises to make a tether and learn from this, but fully plans to stick with his passion, the sheriff's office said. And there's a picture of him being reunited with his leg. It was wearing a Nike shoe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There's a picture of it just laying on the ground. I don't know. If I just found this leg in a lumber Would it go on like a milk? Would it be like on a milk carton or something? (laughs) Have you seen me? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what happened to his first one. I wonder if it'll turn up. I'm guessing he, he jumped a little too close to the propeller the first time. <laughs> I've never uh, never gone skydiving. I don't plan on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I used to, uh, in my younger years, think that's definitely something I wanted to do. But now, nah, not so much. I think I'm carrying a little too much weight. I don't think they make a parachute big enough uh, for you'd me. Be, you'd be fine, but... I still agree. I agree. It's probably a risk I don't want to take. It's a young man's game, Scott. It, it is. and <laughs> So are a lot of games I play, but it doesn't hold me back. You've seen, you haven't seen me play like Overwatch or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a young man's game. <laughs> okay. As, as proved as I get eliminated in my... Uh, Kill to death ratio is one to fifteen. Matt, we did get some uh, viewer email or listener email. You've got mail. Uh, in fact, oh, we, people are still listening. I'm we, surprised. We got we got some of these before we recorded our last show, and then I got nasty Graham saying, "Why didn't you read any listener email last show?" So, uh, one here says, "Horrible show." I just started listening to the show, and by started, I truly mean I just stopped listening. Thanks for nothing. That's fair enough. Is that my mom? No, that was not your mom. Oh, okay. And then we got a, um, a charitable request. Hello, hello. my name is Ben D. Banana, and I work for a <laughs> nonprofit charitable organization that's quite similar to Make-A-Wish. Anyways, without getting too much into the details, I have little Timmy here with me, and he's dying from a terrible and incurable disease that leaves humanity to question the presence of everything holy in this life. At any rate, as little Timmy prepares for the twilight and shuffles off this mortal coil, he has one wish that we'd like to to fulfill. He would like for you guys to stop doing the show. He's already in a lot of pain. He doesn't need to be bombarded by pointless yammering by you two nudniks. Particularly Scott's sidekick, the great Matt Cloma. Thank you. P.S. I realize with Matt's wit, he'll undoubtedly make some comment about how little Timmy doesn't have long to live, so therefore doesn't have to continue listening to this show. I am well aware of that, as is Timmy. But the request is to save humanity, not little Timmy. It's too late for Timmy. He will be missing the train if you catch my meaning. <laughs> this, Wait, was this from the previous show this e- was, email? This was over two months ago, so little Timmy oh, may not even hear He's it. gone. Poor Timmy's gone. <laughs> and, and then we Wait got... a minute. Is he part of our, our sponsor's demographic? <laughs> I don't know. Ben the banana. Ben the banana. Oh. Ben, 
Ben the de- Ben the banana. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how any organization would let a guy with that name near children. <laughs> and then one last one, a comment on our last show. What happened to the fan mail? Fan mail. Are your loyal viewers jumping ship? Has the SRP approached the podcast bubble? <laughs> We've. I think we broke the bubble. <clears throat> I didn't even know we had enough uh, enough film to make a bubble. We- you know, people uh, do do stop me in the streets and ask me about the podcast. They must see the sticker on my sticker on my car. I I've put it on my car out here, and I I, I can tell you this that I get uh, a lot of people not asking me about it. <laughs> I wonder if people see it as they're walking by my car, like in the grocery store parking lot, and say, "Huh, what's that?" And then they'll go check it out. And go, where'd I put my keys? <laughs> I, I don't know. We, you know, we. I'm not gonna say anything. I think it's why I get tailgated so much. Rachel, th- <laughs> or it's the flute sticker. I think it's because she drives around without her shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it too. <laughs> she can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> She's just standing there with it. Dreamy look in your eye. Oh, the cat got in. Hey, feisty. That's fine. (laughs) No, I think, uh, you know, people around town. The the librarian did talk to me the other day. Uh, Jennifer Stencil, shout out to the Richfield Branch Library, head librarian. Uh, And she is starting a podcast. And she's like, hey, I'm starting a podcast. I don't know if I inspired her to do hers. Uh, I'd like to think that. Or maybe at least to do one well. <laughs> She's going to classes for it. Obviously, it's not. Oh, my God. Or she went to a seminar or something. Maybe, maybe she has to tag along with her. I, I said, oh, I wish I would have known about that. Because I definitely, you know. I think it's all about the content, Matt. Which, uh, yeah, with our busy lifestyles, we have to make time to do this. I tell you, it's I'm at a point in my life where there just seems to be no time at all. Yeah. There's just so much TV to watch, Scott. <laughs> all these shows on Netflix. I know. Yeah, and not just you can't just watch it on the network anymore. Like you said, there's Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Voodoo and Crackle and Sony. I watched some. I just, uh, I just can't keep up. I watched that Umbrella Academy last month. Have you seen uh-huh. that one? I've I've started watching it. It got a little. I was watching it with my son, and it got a little bit uh, scary for him, so we stopped. Okay. <clears throat> but I think I'll probably continue to watch. Yeah, it's a little freaky. There's a there's a little bit of violence, but I enjoyed it. And now Game of Thrones is back, so we got to watch that. You know, that's a show I've watched the first season of, and I thought, all right, that's that's fine. <clears throat> but I I just, it, it didn't get its hooks in me. And maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there is a lot of TV to watch. You know, otherwise, I mean, you were, you were just in town a couple of weeks ago for a chess tournament, and we didn't even get together. We could have done a, a live show. You know, those chess tournaments, <clears throat> and, and we'll probably be coming back for some more, definitely the first weekend of june which i think is june 1st actually we'll be coming back there's there's really no time to do the to do uh any breakaway for those things because they start at nine in the morning and they end at nine o'clock at night and then the next day it's same thing nine in the morning and then it's ends at five o'clock and then we have to drive that's the sunday and then we got to drive back here so we're we're getting back at seven o'clock seven thirty so there's really no free time otherwise Unless you wanted to do it remotely. I think we should do a, a play-by-play of the chess tournament <laughs> on our next podcast. We probably have just as many listeners. He moved to E5 to King 7. Oh, oh that's a bold move. That's a bold move by Jack. Oh, oh, and he's, okay, now he's waiting 20 minutes to consider his move. <laughs> and while we're waiting, let's go to one of our sponsors. Sleepy Time Bear Team. <laughs> For when you just can't get enough... Sleep. <laughs> Could you, 
I mean, we could, uh, between moves, talk about uh, prosthetic legs and, and rompers. Yeah. <laughs> it might liven up the, the, the whole tournament. Now, do you <clears throat> sit there and say, do you think about what You stupid you idiot! Don't move that! <laughs> You're no son of mine! Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no. <laughs> You sit there and and think the about the bishop, what... <laughs> the bishop, you son of a, oh! You're you're finding your own way home. Good. I drove you all the way here. I've been sitting here for, for you to make hours. a move like that. <laughs> do you think? Do you ever think about what move he's gonna make, and he actually does this. make the same move? <clears throat> Every tournament's different about uh, whether or not you can actually watch the the kids make moves. The really good tournaments sequester the kids oh, away God. from the parents. <laughs> because of because I've, I've and seen stuff? some parents really lay into the kids. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And there's when it comes to this sort of stuff, there's no way that I can give Jack any advice. He's better at chess than I've ever been at anything in my life. So I can't really help him out with anything. I mean, he's already competing at a state level. and Don't you help design bridges that our cars go over and stuff? I would not drive over any bridge that I designed. <laughs> Just word to the wise. Are you working on any uh, good recycling plants or anything like that? <clears throat> Um, well, I, I think that could be a whole episode in itself. If you, if we want to talk about, uh, biomethane production and, uh, food waste collection in the 75 mile radius of, uh, Northwest Ohio area that we're, we're found in here. I want to know about single stream <laughs> recycling and how all this well, stuff works. So that would be a good episode. I could, I could say this single stream recycling makes it too easy on everybody. We need to have everybody get toughened up a little bit and do a little bit of separating on their own. That's just my personal opinion. I, I agree, Matt, because I think uh, from what I've read, it seems like it costs more to separate all that stuff. And people throw a lot of stuff in there that shouldn't be in there. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but oh, wow. we that, that's, a, that's, a, that's for another episode. Right. Or when anybody needs maybe a nap time. Maybe we should do a nap time episode. <laughs> I could talk about biomethogens and maybe maybe between chess moves we, we can talk oh, about that. That would be yeah. So Scott, the uh, the food waste percentage that's coming into the plants anymore is up to twenty five percent. Could you believe that? It's unbelievable. Rinse out your yogurt container. <laughs> Did you see them? He touched it. He touched the queen. He touched the queen. Well, Matt, I think uh, that about does it for this episode of the South Ritual Podcast. Uh, Thank goodness for that. I I, I did forget to mention, um, no blue couch showed up in my yard. Thank you, people of Richfield. Uh, after the last episode, I was a little concerned that the, the blue sofa would appear. But I was in Arizona a month ago, and I was wa walking through a parking lot. And uh, someone had discarded a red couch just willy-nilly in this, uh, like, field. So <laughs> I, I thought about bringing it back with me. But it's, I, it's there. Uh, and maybe people in Arizona, if you're down by Shea and 96th, if you sit on that red couch, send us a picture. And you'll, you'll be on our uh, website. And the South Richfield podcast website crashes. <laughs> <laughs> our website is southrichfield.com our twitter handle is at southrichfield and you can always and find us on facebook go to, yep and then go to uh, itunes and give us a uh, a five-star review that helps get the south richfield podcast message out there to everybody something you could wish on your worst enemies yeah and you can download it from a lot of different places matt apple it's all Podcasts, all over the place podbean yeah. I've Googled where we are, and I we're in places I didn't even know. Much we're like toe fungus. <laughs> How do I get toe fungus in the back of my knee? 
I don't know. Maybe... I don't have a toe there. Well, you somebody somebody's putting their toe in the back of my knee. It's your wife. She knows how to grow everything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the middle so. of the night, she's uh, putting her toe there and you know fertilizing. Uh, no, there's a there's knee. a two and a half foot bubble that I'm not allowed to encroach upon. <laughs> <laughs> At all times, there it must be maintained. You guys have a, a king bed or a queen bed? King and a half. King. <laughs> <laughs> that means Penny sleeps in the king, and I sleep on the floor in some blankets. <laughs> it ensures the bubble, <laughs> right? Just in case. Well, Matt. Thank you for uh, joining me tonight. And oh yes, good of people. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good people of South Richfield. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, we will be at the Richfield Historical Society on June twenty third to talk about tragedy in Richfield. Tickets are going fast. It's free, but well, so don't buy those scalper tickets you see on StubHub. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, people are already asking about it. In fact, I was up there doing some research the other night, or not the other night, a couple weeks ago. And one of the council ladies uh, from the village of Richfield, I told her what I was doing. She's like, we already did that. <laughs> Get out of here. What, they did that already? They did a, they did a reenact. Well, they did like a whole play uh, at the senior center a couple years ago. And by a couple, it's more like 10 years ago. Okay. But, uh... Well, much like little Timmy... She's like, I I can find you the script. I'm like, I, we don't need your script. <laughs> we, we do our own thing. We're not going to just read a script. So, anyway. Tragedy in Richfield. June 23rd, Richfield Historical Society. Right across from the post office. Part of the Take Me Back series. And afterwards, we'll all head out to Pizza Hut <laughs> for the salad bar. Making it great. They better have those beats back by then. I don't, I don't even know where the closest Pizza Hut is around here. The one in North Weldon closed. The one in uh, up on Pleasant Valley closed. And the one in Fairlawn's not there. No, I think the one in Solon's about to close. <laughs> you bite me, right? <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great night.